What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, a show where we talk about all the poggers things in life, like music, content creation, and video games, with a big focus on the first-person shooter Escape from Tarkov. I'm Jesse Kazam, one of your co-hosts, uh, Escape from Tarkov YouTuber and content creator, just general content creator on Twitch. And I'm Veritas, uh, just the, the grumpiest, just the grumpiest person that you've ever seen this side of the Nile River, and also the other side of the Nile River. And I just got a text message. 14 fucking seconds into the recording the stream. <laughs> Who messed it up this time? It's one of my moderators. Fucking oh. Okay. Oof. Fired. Okay, well, so uh, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing phenomenal. I'm doing phenomenal. We have a lot. There's a lot in the past few weeks going on with with the good old Tarky Tark. I know we're like a little bit behind the curve because we recorded our Lowe's episode and everything. But don't that let him peek behind the curtain. Don't let him peek behind the curtain. This has all been all, we've been a well oiled machine. Yes. Yep. Every. Yep. Anyways. Um, but the uh, the response to the to the Lowe's episode was pretty great. And um, I know that did you were there any my question really is were there any like cursory um like notes that you had from some uh like experiments you did i know for me i didn't i didn't go all the way down the rabbit hole it for me it was really like i can't even tell you if it was placebo or not but it felt like i downloaded the frame x thing the whatever that like the stutter detector thing yeah, and i x. never i never got that set up but i did download the reva tuner and capped it to 55 and I felt like it was better. And I'm always apprehensive to say that this works because of the whole like placebo. Like I could have had Tarkov could have had a good day. The stars could have aligned. There could have been a ninja patch. Who knows? Like, but then the next day I streamed and I forgot to set it up. And I was like, I, I midstream, I was sad because I was like, oh, maybe this doesn't work because oh, it, was so bad. it was bad okay. and i for, i forgot that i didn't set it up i legitimately i was like crap i was like you i really want this to be working but maybe it isn't and then i realized i hadn't set it up so the next day i recapped at 55 and it felt noticeably better so it was one of those things where it's like i know that what i need to do is more tests cap at 55 82 and a half 110 open up cap for or frame x and like do it the right way but just from a cursory like perspective it felt right even though it didn't all like i didn't necessarily understand everything that was talked about because you guys are like really smart and Lowe's knows a lot about this but it was he left me with enough information to at least try something on my own and i did and it felt right so i was wondering if you had a chance on stream off stream to do even a like a cursory glance yourself I put together like a a big ass Google Doc because I basically was going to like I'm gonna do four different maps with mm. you know no cap fifty five one ten some arbitrary like a whole bunch of like random yeah, numbers yeah. just to see like if the multiples matter and I think I got like halfway through testing like the second map and I. I just was getting like dicked on in the most annoying way. I was because I was trying uh, to actually play real raids. I didn't want to go offline yeah. because then all the, you know, there would always be the back of my mind like, was it because it was offline? Yeah. Um, so I, I just got frustrated. I'm like, I'll do it tomorrow. And then like I restarted the test because I wanted to have everything clean on one day, like one reboot yeah. of the computer. And I just had like a bad time. I, like the last week, um, I oh, like I said, I'm grumpy. I've just been rough, man. It's just been rough. I don't know, like... Yeah. 
Oh, nothing feels good. I guess I'm just like, I mean, maybe I am like officially burnt out of of, uh, of mm. Tarkov, um, at least until like the wipe. I just need a change. I'm, I'm yeah. not really motivated uh, at this point to like even go through with the testing. Um, yeah. I, th- I think I might just like wait until the big patch and then yeah. maybe, you know, after the first couple of weeks when things settle down, go th- go through um, yeah. and, and try it over again because who knows what else is going to change when the patch comes. Yeah, a lot could change and it makes sense because like uh, like even if you spent, you know, an eight-hour session doing the whole thing, you present all this to Nikita, what we know is that like 12.6 is done, they're in testing phase. So it's like the timing wouldn't really make sense anyway to be like, here's this whole thing, do something with this information. So that makes total sense. But uh, I was just surprised personally that I like felt a difference. And I think a big thing for me was like understanding from Lowe's perspective, like and a little bit of what Nikita was saying about like why some of these stutters happen. Like even when I had it capped at 80, 55, every time I left my inventory, that stutter happened. And if I hadn't heard from Nikita and Lowe's them talk about how, well, that's the whole like it's dumping X, Y or Z then I would have been like, oh, well, maybe this capping frames doesn't work. But when, once you're, once I'm able to start separating out like, oh, we know why this is happening. We know why this is happening. This is what we don't know what's happening. Maybe we can look. So it was kind of cool. But I most of the time I forget to set it up. And it's not like I've done a lot of exhaustive tests. But it's funny, it how, the more you, it's funny how the more you know, the, uh, <laughs> the, the less like dumb conclusions and and quick fire judgments you come to and uh so i will say that i i in my testing when i first limited it to 55 um i didn't play long enough to really say whether or not like it felt great but well felt great from a stutter perspective but just playing at 55 fps felt like shit so that was the thing and that like even if there weren't stutters I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm used to being, you know, especially playing Valorant lately, playing 300 FPS on my 150-something, you know, FPS monitor, and then all of a sudden going to Tarkov with all these new filters, which was another wrench in the works, the the post-effects stuff, and then, um, you know, it's like just more variables getting added um, between the NVIDIA stuff, the post-effects stuff, um, me playing other games, and then all of a sudden now it's like, I don't know. I, I kind of was like, maybe I should just jump to 110 and see how that yeah. feels. Yeah, like, play but. Tarkov at half the frame rate. Yeah, have fun. See, it's funny. I played at 50. I capped at 55. I didn't notice a difference at all. I was worried that if I set it to 82 and a half, I wouldn't even hit it. <laughs> like I would just live oh in like my God. 57. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so it's interesting. I'm definitely like, and, and Lowe's has like popped in and we've talked a little bit. And, and so I'm, I'm interested to see like how that experiment, I know he's been working with a lot of people and, and there you had mentioned that you had had some people that you had kind of explained that to. So it'll be interesting to kind of track that over time. Um, speak, I mean, you kind of brought up the, the post effects. We had 12.5 drop in the beginning of last week, which the quick heal, I think that's cool. It just makes it that easy. Um, mm-hmm. The post effect. What do you mean? Oh, tell me. Well, tell me what you think. I mean, it's... I love the feature. It was just, uh, and I, man, I, I want to be constructive and I, and I want to make yeah. it clear. I'm not, I am grumpy, but I'm not trying to be <laughs> negative. We've, yeah. I've wanted this feature for like years now. So I got so excited okay. for them to drop it. And then it was like so close to being great, but still barely there. Here's the thing. Like I click buy it 99% of the time just because I'm so fucking yeah. used to. So the fact that it's at the end oh, yeah. of a raid, um, but it's only there sometimes because sometimes you just don't take any damage or you're full heal. 
So you get like trained to like click a number of yeah. times and then all of a sudden like you click buy it and then there's no way to get there. It, like, oh, I was yeah. expecting it, it to be, be a the service. Tab. Yeah. I was expecting it to be a service. For um, sure. It, it should be at the... I'd see, it doesn't make sense that it would be at the end of a raid. To me, it makes sense that it would be before a raid. Like when you go into insurance, like let me insure, let me heal. Yeah. Let me, you know, let me... Mm. Um, yeah, I can see that. There, like the way that I would love it is if, and maybe it's configurable with like checkboxes or something, but like if I could go, because every, I know people are different. For me, every single raid that's not labs, I want to fully heal, fully repair everything that I have, and I want yeah. to insure everything. I insure all. So uh, let me just hit a fucking button and do that. Oh, if they just kind of merged it all. Just make it one screen. You know, like there's, there's no that reason. That would be a cool... Yeah, that's actually a great idea. That'd be a cool because it wouldn't limit you. Like you could still repair. Like if you got an armor back from insurance that was zeroed out and you wanted to repair it in your stash, you can still do that. You know what I mean? If you wanted to heal with your grizzly, you could still do that. If you wanted to right click on something and insure in, in your stash, whatever. But it would be really awesome to have. Yeah, I click, you know, escape from Tarkov customs left side. And it's like, here's your character's health status. You know, it's highlighted in red. Anything that's not full durability, would you like to repair? And then at the bottom, you know what I mean? It's like anything you want to ensure. That would be really cool. That It feels like from a yeah. UI perspective, it would just like bring it, it all together. Because those are all like services. So it's like pre-raid yeah. services. If it was like mechanic, repair, therapist, heal, um, you know, uh, prep or insure or whatever. Like yeah. whether it's just a drop down or some check boxes that like it saves your preferences. So if you're playing Shoreline for two days straight because you're questing or customs or whatever, then you can just click through. It's going to do the things you already set up, like filters, yeah. how they persist. Um, but uh, and then, you know, like the that. only thing you'd have to do, the only thing I would have to do differently is uncheck ensure. But I still want to repair everything and I still want to fully heal. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like that. Uh, this was just another example of a feature that, like, I was excited that they added, but was slightly yeah. disappointed at because I feel like it missed the mark. It was another, yeah. it was another instance where it was seemingly designed by someone who understands the gist of what the feature is, but don't doesn't play the game. Yeah, it, yeah, it goes back to like it goes. Back, I mean, we mentioned this a little bit, and I think two podcasts ago but yeah just the feeling of like that yeah like do you play tarkov like how it's implemented is awesome i love like i i often click through it as well like you're saying but when i don't i like going over every limb and being like oh i was shot with spp and m80 and oh this must have been a scav that shot me like that's fun to do like the ui it looks pretty clean like so it's like designed well but it's just like in context of like and you've brought this up before, how many things I have to do between raid, how many menus I have to click on, how many things, how many times I have to type, how much ammo or repair, or how much of the Aquamari do I want to drink, and how many menus we cycle through. It's like, in context of all of that, it's like, maybe this could have been implemented better, but if you're just looking at that screen, you're like, oh, that's pretty dope. Yeah. And so it's like, where's that, yeah. There's two, There's and there's two quick side things I want to, I want to talk about there. One, the healing should also include like topping off your energy and your hydration. And so a hundred percent that just needs to be there. And then two, yeah. um, I got really confused because it talks about collateral damage, which is, I think probably just a language barrier thing. But if you saw um, like, if your chest got, got damaged 
from collateral damage from your arm, what do you think that that means? Like the bullet went through my arm and hit my chest? Yeah, but that's not what it means. Yeah, because normally, that's definitely what it feels like it means. Yeah, I mean, because most, the average player, well, not the average player, um, I would say at least like a lot of folks would think are familiar with the term collateral when it comes to like a two for one, you know, sniper yes. rifle shot or whatever. So 100%. I thought when I first read it, I was like, oh, okay, that means that it basically penetrated through and through and went and hit. But no, I'm pretty sure that's like damage distributed through the blackened limb. Um, so, oh, okay. So like if your arm gets blacked out and then you get shot in your arm, then you will take All collateral, collateral <laughs> damage everywhere. Um, but that actually is interesting because if that's what they mean, then because of how I understand, um, because the, the blackened limb damage gets distributed between every other limb, then that would mean that every single limb would have collateral damage. Yeah, theoretically. So if you see that, like, if you got your arm blacked out and that was it, and if you had, like, collateral damage on your chest but not your stomach, your head, your legs, and your other arm, then that would make me then question what I just said. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm questioning, I don't remember seeing collateral damage everywhere. I'm going to have to check. Yeah, I honestly don't know. I've seen it once or twice, but I never really read into it because I assumed that it meant it was like a throw and through. Yeah, and then there's also fragmentation, so who the fuck knows? But um, Yeah, or fragmentation, yeah. But, <laughs> but, yeah, but so I I'll, definitely I'll agree that... To continue with yeah. that. But that. I mean, yeah, the health thing, it's like, it's cool, it's good, like you were saying, it's a good feature, but maybe maybe can be implemented in a different way, and hopefully maybe in the future. Um, the only other things were like the post-effects, which... It's one of those things where it's like I've never, I had never run Tarkov ever with a filter. And so having the post effects in game is like cool. Like I adjusted things like very minimally because I didn't want to like be, have it be perfect for interchange and then terrible for shoreline. And then I've just forgotten to mess with it ever since. So it's one of those things where it's like I'm sure for a lot of people it's really cool and it exists to serve a purpose, but it hasn't like changed my Tarkov experience a lot. So it, it was one of those things where I was like, cool, like. I, I can say that I am that this was one of the features that whoever whoever built it used it and tested it like the opposite mm. of the other ones because just having the visualize button oh yeah I was like thank <laughs> you like that is something that if like historically speaking would be something that wasn't implemented yes. in the first go like and we'd be crying months. for forever you know yeah. like. And I would be the negative Nancy because you'd be like, no, oh, well, I want the fucking visualize. There needs to be a button where you hit it and you can see the changes live. And I'd be like, dude, they added post effects. Like, you should be happy for it. But I have to say, like, total kudos because this is exactly the yeah. fucking thing. Because I was playing with the filters and I'm like, would move the thing and hit save yep. and then back out and be like, is it better? I don't fucking know. Like, I need a side by side. Yep. And then I think it was one of my moms was like, dude, just hit visualize. And I was like, <gasps> hit it. Yep. And then was able to, to really. It's funny how many of us missed it yeah. i mean everybody i was in like that day I, I was in like three different four different because i didn't get to play at all that day so all day while i was working or doing stuff and i had it on the background everybody i watched somebody was like hit visualize and it was like oh oh like and i wouldn't have seen it either it's it's super interesting um but yeah it makes sense i mean that's like that's what i do every day but almost every single one of those exact controls with like color grading footage and stuff like that so it was really nice for me to be able to just whip it up and be like oh cool and but but it was it was like I've only done a minimal thing, but I think it's just one of those things where it's like this is this is great. This helps, you know, yes. just about everybody. So in terms of the actual like uh, implementation, um, 
I found that I could not, and I mean, this sort of, it sort of goes hand in hand with, uh, with the NVIDIA filters too, when I mess with them, there, it, there's just no way to make it so that indoors is visible and outdoors no. isn't washed out, which is nope. the problem. It, ju- they just need to make it so that it's not foggy indoors and indoors just needs to be a little brighter. Yeah, I agree. I, I've had a lot of people say, like, man, I wish there was like a like setting, like like presets. Like I could do like preset one, preset two. And I'm like, I see what you're saying, but that we go right back to like the band-aid, you know, we're, uh, you know, symptom, not problem. It's like the problem is just that like it's too dark and uh, foggy indoors. Like if I walk outside in woods and there's no grass, it's the sun coming up from the ground. If you slide the brightness slider at all up on a on a sunny day on woods or shoreline, one of these outdoor maps, it's like light is just emitting from the ground. It's so bright. But then you go and you you find like a really happy medium for those maps and you walk in interchange and you're like, is my post effects enabled? Like it, it hasn't done anything. It's still too dark. And it just really comes down to like, there just need, it needs to be more balanced. You know, the preset of the adding presets to that is just work that would be wasted because the lighting needs to change. Like, and not like, I'm not saying it needs to be redesigned. Exactly. You said, if you're just like boosted it indoors a little bit, you know what the problem is too, is because it's not like a triple a game and there's not like 700 developers that are all like, QAing the lighting, like the, the individual monitor of the guy that's doing the fucking lighting, like it, that right there is enough to totally tilt. If he's got his brightness jacked up just because like, Oh my god! As a yeah. software engineer, I go, I turn my brightness way up, and then I use everything in dark mode just because I like that contrast of like yep. uh, the different colored text in my in my development environment on top of like a almost like a similar gray to this background here. Um, yep. It's like I like that, especially when it's really bright and I'm in like in the pitch black. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things that that yeah. it's it's really difficult because what I'm in, what I. In, it, I see this on stream because I can I have my individual monitor settings on this screen and then I have my the Nvidia settings that I don't even know if they've changed or not or if they I've gone through so many iterations of things I don't even know what they're at. So there's the post effects settings, there's yeah. the Tarkov any of the graphic settings in Tarkov, there's the screen settings, there's the Nvidia settings and then that's going through my capture card into my OBS. So I'm seeing the preview with whatever OBS yep. stuff there is on another monitor with different settings that's then getting sent out to everybody. So there's a thousand viewers and there's a thousand different, different distinct. Yeah. And then there's every one of their screens. So it's exactly. Like, and, and what that makes, yeah, the monitor manufacturer, people not might not realize how much of a different that makes. And it, it, it doesn't make a difference when the guys on the development side test their lighting environment on 77 monitors, you know what I mean? Because then they can, it's almost like mastering music. Like, you know what I mean? Because, but if, if it's four guys in a basement, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not really their fault either, but the reality is that it might, it might look crispy when they play the game. You know what I mean? Interchange might look amazing, but but it, I mean, there's definitely comes a point though where it's like the, you know, like interchange lighting has been a meme for so long. It's like, all right, let's 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 turn the brightness up indoors a little bit. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to ramp it up. I like that it's scary. I like that using flashlights is fun. But exactly, it it's makes not, this though, really cool because it when makes it's, this when, really cool feature not really when it's too dark much. when it's dark and foggy, then flashlights are terrible because all it does is yeah. blow the dust and you don't yeah. see, it, it, <laughs> right it doesn't let you. you see anything 
So yeah. I would be totally fine if flashlights were if the, if there wasn't like this fucking dust or whatever everywhere, this yeah. fog. If the it fog was is dark, thing. then it would make it immersive and cool. But the problem is, it's dark, and the only way to see is by fucking around with settings of stuff. Yeah, um, the fog. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And yeah, when you're when you're indoors in the fog, it's just so it can be so exactly like you're saying. The it's almost like the old flashlights where it just like stops. Like the light used to just stop ten feet in front of you, and it would just like this huge bright circle, and it was awful. It's almost like that again because it's just lighting up all the fog right in front of you. Yeah, but. You know, that's that's that. But so yeah, the post effects, it's cool. I, I I like it. Maybe they'll they'll add to it or whatever. But um, but going back, I guess what got us on that tangent was like the idea of presets are cool that I could load up preset three for interchange. But the reality is just that the lighting needs a little bit of balance to to make that better. Um, but the the next big thing was right twelve point six. We know there's a wipe. We you know we we kind of have a lot of information that flowed out between the official BSG podcast where they were talking about uh you know twelve point five and twelve point six, and then on patch day, Nikita popped into Pesley's stream and was talking a little bit once again about twelve point five and twelve point six. So there was a lot of information kind of flowing around, but. You know, the last I heard was from Nikita's mouth was that he was saying that the patch is done from a development standpoint. They're in final bug testing phase and that their hope was to get it out within a month. Um, obviously, that doesn't mean, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of newer players to Tarkov that, oh, you know, I think both of us and everyone that's been playing for a while would caution to like holding them to that too strictly just because we know how that goes. But it's nice to know that it was maybe sooner than we thought. Um, but you know, going through some of the things that are coming with the wipe, you know, the big thing, the huge thing, the find and raid flea market. I'm sure nobody has asked you about this in the past two weeks at all since the, uh, <laughs> the things have come out, but I feel like we, we have to talk about it. You know what I mean? So let's, let's, let's kind of wrap our, our minds around this. So here's what we know, right? I, here's what's been said. Cause I don't want to, I want to separate when I'm saying stuff that I think like, <laughs> well, I heard that. That was that's a juju alert. A juju alert from the fucking <laughs> nether, dude. From Hades itself. Don't know how to turn incredible. it off, but thank you, whoever that was. Well, I want to make sure that we separate out when it's like we're like this could be a thing, and this is what they've said. So you know, flea market will only you'll only be able to sell things that were found in raid. Um, if you get a run through, anything that you pull out of that raid loses its find in raid status. Um, and you have to actually extract, even if that thing is in your gamma container um, mm -hmm. or any sort of container. So um, it's been, we've had some time to process that. We've had some time to talk. I was in your stream last night where you were talking a little bit about, you know, that this might be like a symptom of, of, a, of a larger problem. But what are your thoughts on how that's going to affect, I guess, like, because I'm sure we'll end up talking about the greater Tarkov economy, but like right off the bat, knowing that, we can't really change the fact that this is coming in the next few weeks. Boom. How do you think it's going to affect the game? Net positive, net negative. You think it's just going to confuse people or it's a, you think it's a measly step in the right direction? There's a lot. There's a lot that it's going there's to. There's a lot to it. There's a yeah. lot to it. And, the, and part of it, the only way that we can gauge, if you wanted to ask me like, because people have been asking me, do you think it's going to work? And what I say is war, war, for what? Yeah. The question is, is that it was done to address something. What was the something? Because Dude, some yes. people think it's hatchlings. Some people yep. think that it's 
normal people who are like flipping stuff on the flea market from traders. Yep. Some people think that it's a real money traders and the cheaters and there's more fucking juju just popping yep. off. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> um, I don't know. Did they say yeah. what the thing, what, like what it was and no, why I they did it? I don't think, and I could totally be wrong. I don't think it was specifically said. I think a few times between the two, the podcast, the official podcast, and then when uh, Nikita hopped on with Pesley, people said a few things like, oh, this might, this is going to help with, you know, RMT or this is going to help. And he kind of agreed. But I don't think when they positioned it, it came from like a, we're really trying to nip this in the bud and then we're doing this. So I, I uh, And see- I think that's. Yeah, that's the biggest thing from everybody because you've had it, I've had it. It's like people are like, this is going to fix this, this is going to fix that. And it's it's going to affect a whole lot of things. I don't know if it's going to fix anything, but the confusing part is we don't know what they were trying to fix. Maybe they weren't trying to fix anything and they just want to make the game more hardcore. And this is like Nikita doing the thing. Yeah, I don't think but so. it's hard when we don't know. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that this was in direct response to the the, the cheating and real money stuff. I, or at least that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. So for yeah. me, I, I, my opinion is that it's not going to do anything for hatchlings. I'll just get that out of the way. I completely agree. Because think about it. As as a hatchling, I've always said that like, and I don't think that hatchlings are a problem. I think they're a symptom of a problem, blah, blah, blah. I'm not even going to go there. Um, but yeah. as a hatchling, you it's not that people want to maximize profits. is that they want to minimize losses. So to yes. speak, they're they're more loss averse, or at least this is what I think the yes. the more common psychology of psychology of the hatchling in the wild is <laughs> hatchling in the wild. Um, I mean, so so if if they can go into a raid and they can run and find a Ledex, they can sell it on the flea market today, even if they throw it in their game and they die. What for one and a half million rubles or whatever, right? Yeah. Tomorrow. Or after the patch, what's going to happen is they're going to gamma it, they're going to die, and they're going to sell it to therapists for 500k. It's yes. still a free half a million without risking anything. And Bitcoin, even if it was 50k, they would do it. And all of the things that you can gamma that are worth basically the same price to the traders, or slightly less to the traders than they are on the flea market. Um, not to mention the fact that if they ever want to do the real dynamic pricing with the traders based on the flea market prices, then that means that those prices are always going to be, or theoretically should be close to some sort of equilibrium. Right. So that yeah. means that selling like therapist is going to give you, you know, close yes. to, or, or maybe it's cost and not sale price. I don't know, but that's just something to keep in mind. I just don't, no, it's not going to do anything for hatchling. So that's, I just no. cross, put a big X through nothing's going to change, which hack with, with hatchlings. Um, I completely agree. And I think like, I think that, is important to talk about because like i because from my perspective i i agree completely like and man when people were talking about like i don't want to go back into the whole discussion about like remove gamma containers remove but like back i i just remember saying the same thing back when we were taught they that was a consideration what are we going to do with the containers they did like the little I don't know if it was a pre-wipe event or it was just like two weeks where you couldn't put anything in your container and they did the thing and it was exactly the same. It was fix the hatching, you know, fix the hatching problem. And and then they did the whole tagged and cursed thing where it's like you have to have a gun or else the scavs are going to run you down. And it's like, I was just like, it doesn't, yeah, it's just like you don't understand. It No matter where you put the minimum bar, there'll be a minimum. If the minimum is armor, helmet, 
gun, then they'll find the cheapest armor helmet gun. And and it's just like and then as long dump as it right when the raid exactly this as is, long yeah. as there's a minimum there'll be the minimum because exactly it's not profit it's not how much can I make parade it's how much can I make parade without losing anything or with losing the least as possible so it's exactly found in raid flea market is not going to do anything because Ledex is you know what I mean if you can only sell a Ledex to therapist for fifty k but it's one point four million on the flea market then Bitcoin just become the new Ledexes instead of instead of farming the rooms where LedX is, I'm just going to farm the rooms where Bitcoin spawn. You're because farm what's valuable to traders. Exactly, because I can sell that to traders. So it doesn't, so it just doesn't do anything at all for that. And I think it's important. It's because, yeah, we don't have to dive into that. But just like the finding rate flea, it's going to have a lot of effects on the game. But it's like anybody that's going into 12.6 so excited to not see hatchlings anymore. It's just like, yeah, you so, will be sorely disappointed. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I, I think we just throw that out because this is just another. It, it's another yeah. thing that whether they're trying for it or not, people have been saying. How do you think it's going to affect Hatchland? I just don't. So then moving no. on, I do think it is going to have um, a a profound effect because it literally effectively gets rid of somebody who says, "Okay, I can buy a hundred rounds of nine nine five every reset, but I'm not going to use yeah. it. I'm just going to buy it." Everything that has a limit that I'm not going to use, I'm just going to buy it and then immediately yep. resell it for double or whatever. It fixes that. But so I yeah. think that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it just seems like a weird kind of ass backwards way if that's what they're trying <laughs> to solve because like they could yeah. get rid of the limits or make it so that the limit is is personal. So everybody yeah, so can have not. 300, but there's but it'll never be sold out for you. Yeah. So then at least, like, everybody has at least um, the ability to buy, yeah. like, 300 yeah. rounds or whatever. Um, I, I think that the limits are too low, <laughs> in my opinion, because if they if they raised it to, let's say it was 1,000 rounds a reset or something, yeah. then at least, like, you can go through 1,000 rounds in four raids if you have a few. Easily. So if you like, got some good raids, yeah. If it's going to be three hours and all I want to use is this one ammo, like... Yeah then it limit it um limit yeah. it to like whatever that amount is but then don't make it so that there's a global limit so that now yes. i have to buy from the people who aren't playing the game because i'm yeah. going to use it if if i want to use bs ammo and i have the money which most of the time i do um i don't know like i'm I, the i think what they think they're doing is we don't want everybody running around with 995 so we're going to limit it but no, yeah. they're just running around with 995 but paying four times the price, you know, for it or whatever. Yeah. So yep. again, like there's other ways of solving that problem, but I think it will make it slightly more manageable. Um, but I, I that hasn't ever been a, a huge issue for me. I think yeah. the, the real money trader angle. So that's like a big question mark. Like, yeah, a good, but there's other ways to tackle it. The real money trader yeah. thing, it's a lot more complicated because mm -hmm. there's a lot of different ways that they could potentially go about if I'm trying to put myself in the mindset of a real money trader and I've gotten flack from this on different podcasts and stuff I don't fucking I don't know what how they operate or what because I just yeah I'm sorry that I don't I'm not inside the mind of these yeah. scumbags who are cheating and ruining the game but you know but I'm I'm trying my best to think like so if they're unable to sell Items on the flea market. So, so let me think. Uh, one, I guess one of the things that people buy most commonly, or at least I've heard, is rubles. 
Is that your understanding? It's my understanding. Yeah. You know, whatever I've gotten a few discord messages from people. It's like, we want to promote our ruble selling, whatever, you know what I mean? So as, as far as I know, people are just straight up buying cash. So let's say I'm a cheater. Let's say I can just instantly go into a raid and press a button and vacuum money up, right? Like vacuum, I mean, like vacuum yeah. items. I, those are found in raid. So I can sell them on the flea market and amass a bajillion dollars. The question is then how can I efficiently offload that to yes. other players who, because who, I have this cash, right? And I want to sell it. I can only take in 200K into yep. raids. But if it were me, I would say, okay, how can I pack in as much cash into like a slot as possible? So I've heard, yes. I've heard what they do is right now they'll like buy blue key cards or yellow key cards or whatever the fuck it is, and they'll just go into a raid with somebody, and then they'll drop it to them, uh, to them, mm. and then they can then the person can sell it on the flea market and so they're effectively getting the cash minus whatever the fee is because i guess the flea market fee is less or whatever yeah okay so then the person ends up you know paying real money if they don't get scammed by the 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 yeah. the RMTs which to me seems like it'd be what are you going to do call the cops yeah um and then then you have the cash that you paid via PayPal for or whatever so yeah. tomorrow after they implement this thing, then the difference is is that you they just have to figure out a way to turn that money into, let's say it's Bitcoin, and then drop the Bitcoin. Yeah. Because effectively speaking, there's no limit to the number of Bitcoins you can have. And can you put Bitcoins in a, in a, a money case? A money case, yep. You can't put, okay, so maybe it'll be like Bitcoin inside of a sick case sick case yeah so, i mean like it's just going to be bitcoin inside of a sick case and, and and i'm just making that up that's the first thing that came to mind no yeah but so but what that's in, 16 yeah let me do the math on that real quick that's 16 bitcoin times uh let's say 150k yeah right there is 2.3 million and you can fit two sick cases in an alpha container. So let's say a standard edition player oh, is purchasing 25. money. You know what I mean? Let's say, oh, 25 in a sick case. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking 3.6 mil. Um, not to mention the price yeah. of the sick case. The price of the sick case. Which is and, how much? Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, after a wipe, they're expensive. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be, they're going to be obviously more expensive. Right now they are 1.3 mil so like if you had two if you had two sick cases you're talking yep. you're talking full of bitcoin you can easily trade by dropping even if they have an alpha container seven ten million rubles worth yeah. of stuff it's Still, less than it's less than that flea. so with a found and raid flea if you can sell it to <laughs> therapist then you can sell it for 7.2 million rubles Okay, so then what's going to happen then? Because they think that they solved the problem, and you can easily get, you know, by dropping someone 7 million rubles, they're going to say, oh, well, then let's nerf what you can sell Bitcoin to, yeah. to therapists. And then it's like, well, then it's going to become something else, A. And B, well, yep. now uh, the convenient quick sell to therapists sucks for the rest exactly. of us. So like, this yep. is why all of these fixes to address problems tend to hurt everyone else more than they really hurt 
folks like yeah. cheaters and real money traders and and people that are just trying to flip stuff on the flea market and not play the game, you know, normally. So yeah. there's just other ways of. I just feel like there's got to be other ways. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard because I definitely don't know. I don't have you know, off the top of my head a super elegant solution to fix real money trading, but it is it isn't hard like you were saying to kind of poke holes in like there's there's always ways you know what i mean and we you know we've got no skin in the game we're not selling rubles on the side these guys are much more determined than you and me are on a podcast to find the most efficient way to do it and so they will but but it goes back to like what you were saying we don't inherently know that that was a specific aim for this find and raid flea it feels like it had to have been a part of the consideration but i don't know it's it's interesting how do you think how do you think the find and raid flea or do you think it will affect the game in a positive way like you know what i mean so there's still you know we it's it's easy to there's there are cheaters there's real money trading going on there's a lot going on like do you think that if for the for maybe like the average person who picked up Tarkov sometime in 2020, whether it was the drops event or anything like that, who's just kind of grinding through. Like, do you think that this is going to make the game feel a little bit better, a little bit more true to the vision that they want? Do you think that I, there's I, any sort of positives that are going to come out of it? I mean, what it, what it does just de facto, it will limit the supply of things. Yeah. So because you're taking the entire set of items that you could sell in the flea market and you're saying a whole giant swath of the things are not eligible. Okay, so yeah. what that means is that the supply of everything goes down. So when the supply of everything goes down, the price of everything goes up. So yes. So that's good if you're selling stuff that you got from a raid. Um, it's bad, obviously, if you are buying more stuff from the flea market than you're selling. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, so what's going to happen with me is that I'm going to go into labs with my you know six B whatever the like level three armor vest is. Yep. I'm going to kill a bunch of raiders, grab their Gen fours, and I'm going to sell the Gen fours in the flea market. And I'm going to buy another six B vest, and I'm just constantly going to be selling stuff. Yeah. And and I'm and I'm going to be making way more money than I am yeah. now. Where right now I just repair it and sell it to prep war. Now it's theoretically I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> guessing that it's going to be a lot more expensive. Uh, yeah. to to sell it on the flea market or much more lucrative. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to be running mid-tier stuff and selling the high-tier stuff to all the, the dudes yeah. who have the money for it. And hopefully, I don't know. So again, I think it makes it so that getting gear is more exciting, but it's only more exciting because I'm going to sell it. Yeah. Which makes me not, it's like, seems a little bit backwards yeah. In that, like, I don't know. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Do you think, I'm interested to see if we'll see, like, a huge, well, absolutely, like you were saying, supply goes down, uh, demand goes up, cost goes up. We're going to see a huge ramp up in price. But I'm interested to see if, due to things like the find and raid flea, stuff becoming less available, we've got a lot of new players in the game, if the demand can't meet the price of the supply like i feel like there's always going to be like a top tier group of players that can just like churn labs you know what i mean but those are the kind of people that are going to be looking to make money and i'm interested to see if the prices of certain things like gen fours will dip down a little bit like because i don't i just don't know how many people are going to be able to if a gen four if a full gen or a slick if a full slick right now is 300k when they're everywhere are people going to be buying them for a million rubles a piece when that it's going to be harder to make money with the find and raid flea. Like I'm just interested to see how 
everything's going to shoot up in price, but then it's like, I'm not going to buy a slick for a million rubles. Like, you know what I mean? No yeah, way. Yeah, no fucking way. Um, yeah, it's like, so, I don't know. I mean, let's just, let, if you want to like humor me, let's thought experiment this. And I'm not, I, I haven't developed this fully in my head yet, yeah. but I'm just trying to think outside the box. You know, let's, let's throw yeah. shit against the wall and see what sticks. I, I, before any of this stuff, when we were talking about not not the 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 cheaters and the the RMT yeah. stuff and not hatchlings, but when I was trying to solve the people flipping stuff on the flea market and the annoying limits and all that stuff, I was trying to conceive of like what's the real world market like because I have a my bachelor's degree is in economics, so mm. I'm like interested in in all of these things, um, you know, macro and microeconomics, and trying to figure out like. Oh, you know what? This and this is actually adjacent to when we were talking about way back in the day before this the podcast even. Yeah. Um. The the macros on fence. I'm sorry, on flea market. Oh, um. Not yeah, not yeah. the not the macros, but the bots. Um, yeah. Flea and, market bots. Yeah. And basically, I, I had basically said like one of the major issues was that the flea market was unrealistic in a number of different ways that make it so that it's not necessarily intuitive how things are going to behave. So like if you actually went to a flea market, think about what you have to do. And th and I think this is like, it's not massively significant, but it's something to think about where yeah. you don't, you don't go to a flea market and there's not a table with somebody selling iPhones for $1,200, like brand new in box, right? Yeah. Like it's usually junk. Someone had to drive there with a truck that had limited capacity and and pay to set up a table and yeah. set up a table with the stuff. And you have people that can come by. And so there's like all these little elements that make it so that like that's why prices tend to be cheaper at a real flea market. And, um, yeah. you know, there's just so many different elements to get into the flea market. You usually have to pay, you know, five, ten, fifteen dollars to like. Yeah. There's a flea market down the road for me, and, and that's what you have to do. Like, you have to pay 10 bucks to get in just to walk around. You might not buy anything. Um, so there's a lot of different elements that, like, would be interested in, in in looking at to try and make it so that if we want something to be realistic, well, how does a list that has 8 billion items that are all yeah. $1 cheaper that you can, you know, that you can't change the price on, um, how does that compare to a bunch of people with tables lined up? You know, I don't know. Yeah. but um, so it'd be interesting if maybe there was like little subsets where they were regional so that the supplies were more yeah. realistic because you have to actually travel. <laughs> but then the other piece of it, and I know I'm rambling, I'm just like talking about the, 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 no, all the different saying. things that come to mind. I, I, the, the biggest thing was I was thinking about like, imagine you walk into a gun store, you're a PMC in Russia, right? In like, yeah ass backwards end of the fucking world you know post-apocalyptic russia no rules you know just yeah. right and uh, and um it's the outback outback steakhouse in tarkov mm. you have to can you imagine if you went and you said hey prep war like hey i want to buy a rifle from you can i get this ak and he said yeah okay cool and you bought the ak from him and then you went walked out the front door and everybody that was potentially walking into the front door you're like Y'all sell you this AK, bro, for twice yeah. the price. Don't go in there. Buy it here. Twice the price. And there was a line of a thousand people, and they were all be like, yep, I'll buy it. And you were surrounded by a bunch of other people 
that we're all undercutting you by a dollar. You know, like, I'll buy it, I'll buy it, I'll buy it. Prop would walk outside and be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, no, you ain't selling my <laughs> shit, not on my lawn. Yeah. So, like, the whole idea that I brought up a while ago was you shouldn't be able to sell something on the flea market that you, that, that, not necessarily that you even bought from a trader, but that is buyable from a trader. Because it would make sense lore-wise that, like, no, I have a monopoly on Gen 4, PACA, M4, and, like, 856A1. Yeah. You can sell whatever the fuck else you want, but this is my market. Because the thing is, is that if people were going to pay $2,000 for this item, yeah. Prapor would raise his price because clearly the demand's there. Otherwise, Prapor's an yeah. idiot. 100%. He wouldn't just let people outbid him and then not change his price. So, like, yeah. imagine if it wasn't found in Raid Flea. Imagine if it was you can only flea market things that you can't buy from traders, A, and B, obviously the trader stock would have to change. So I think yeah. it would be, like, more common mid-level stuff and only higher tier or rarer things um, or more interesting or utility-wise things like different rigs or, or, or yeah. attachments, you know, were, were findable. Um, I don't know. I rambled on forever. Well, what do you well, think? Well, no. I mean, where you landed up I almost actually gets me excited from like a perspective. Because like when you think about it, when you think about it, what you're describing is a find and raid flea, but from a whole different viewpoint of like, it's find and raid because these things that I find in raid, I can't buy. And these things that I buy, I don't find in raid as frequently. So it's not, it's not like a visual, physical hard code limitation. It's a natural scavenger process where it's like, oh my God, I found, you know, this whatever rig that's like has a way more capacity. I can't buy that from Purpur. I want to keep that. You know, I want to loot that, maybe ditch mine for his, or maybe I know that that's a valuable rig and I want to sell that. And so like, I know it's way easier to just say this is the way it should be and then to do it in the game but like it does fit from a way like it fits from a lore perspective it fits from the survival scavenger type thing where and it's you easier wanna, to implement and it's easier to implement yeah it's just you know what all I mean? of these items these 72 items are filtered and it would say yes. not eligible for the flea market because it's sold by this trader. Um, and it could even be some meme message where like proper is gonna stick his dogs on you. You know what I mean? Where it, like it ties in. It's not just like you know error four hundred four. You can't sell this thing. You know what I mean? But it's like no proper is gonna come break your legs. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. And it's like, oh, okay. Like and now compare that to the implementation that they're gonna have to do now, where if you pick up an item, they have to like mark a flag saying it was found in raid. But then if you bring it into a raid, it needs to like clear the flag and then like all of this fucking yeah. jumbled up nonsense. To yeah. all these crazy sets of rules where if you run through, the check mark goes away, and add the check mark if you go into a raid and yeah. drop it, and if you sell it, the check mark goes away. So, like, this is why I always come to these like, m there are solutions that are easier to implement. They make more sense lore wise. Yeah. They make sense gameplay wise, and they potentially address some issues. That needs to be like every solution has an answer like that. Yeah. Not let me, oh, well, this is the problem. Let me look at it from the fucking completely wrong perspective and then try to work backwards for all the hacks yeah. that we need to do to make that work and i think that's what that's what hurts about a lot of the solutions you brought it up before you know what i mean i was thinking this when we were you were talking about the uh the limitations on i can only buy 10995 like it's very obvious that the that limitation was created for the abuser not for the player right because it's exactly 100 that's not even 260 round magazines it's like that's very obviously not from a like the lore of the game you, you know 100 rounds like and so this, it hurts when stuff like that, when 
Because what's interesting is that like there is a part, and that's why earlier I was like, what's the positive? Like, let's find the positive. Because there's a part of me that's excited for finding Raid Flea. But there's but not all of me can be excited about it because all the uh, the plethora of things we're talking about here where it's just like there's so much of it that feels just not like all the way there, but you're like, I'm excited about part of it. So, but I think you can sum it up to say where it's like, yeah, these solutions come from the standpoint of like fixing, you know, the, the bad things and not, you know, pushing the game in a, in a forward direction. Whereas like this solution, it's interesting. I, I think like you were saying, it's easy to implement. I wonder how much of it though requires like, like a, you know, loot economy is something that gets thrown around a lot. Dynamic loot, X, Y, Z, which we don't have to dive into all of that. But you know, part of that idea that we just went through was predicated on like, there's got to be things that are found in raid. Then you know, some of these high tier things, some of these rarer things, have to be findable. I I don't know how hard it is to implement that. We know part of my notes was that like Nikita said that like the first pass at a better loot economy is coming with twelve point six. Uh, several people asked him questions about that that he really didn't answer. Like, you know what I mean? We don't know what that means. We don't know, uh, which is hard because a lot of people have said that dynamic loot should be X and that dynamic loot will fix X, Y, and Z. So it's hard because like, uh, and not, no shade on anybody, but basically depending on like who you watch, you may have a different perspective on the words dynamic loot, what it means, what it's going to fix. And then he kind of is like, he's talking about like, hey, we're, you know, we're going to make the loot a little bit more dynamic. What does that mean? But, yeah. but I feel like it, it would have to, there, there would have to be more dynamic loot, not as in like where, but like there has to be more stuff to find in raid. Like you were saying, you know what I mean? Cause there has to, there has to be a healthy balance, but. I know that was kind of like a ramble off, but you were, you, I mean, we really did end in that on blowing my mind. I'd never considered that as a solution. And that's again, that's just like the first random side thought. I didn't even develop that in like, yeah. that was just like, hmm, I, what would make sense? Not, don't try to figure yeah. out, don't try to guess what the problem is and try to fix it. Try to think about like, what should the design be and how should it feel? And then try to build it, you know, from yeah. the bottom yes. up, not top down. Um, yeah. If there was something else I was going to say that I've now completely forgotten. Mm. Um, oh, uh, uh, just want quickly wanted to get your opinion about barter trades. So to me, the barter trades Man. are only good for the first week when it's like I can't get yeah. a car med kit otherwise. But um, honestly, after Dude. a certain point, it's like not worth the barter trades no. because it's like now I got to go go to the flea market and buy three screwed up sets of armor and this other third random thing and this other third yeah. thing just to then go back into the menu just to be able to buy a thing that I can buy on the flea market that's just that many less steps to save yeah. myself 20,000 rubles like now fuck that I'm just going to I'm just going to you know save myself the time um yeah but the the there's another problem that I think comes with the barter trades as much as I love the barter trades the problem is is that what it does is it you're you're tying together in a weird way that I don't think that they can control the value of a of a web, a giant network of items. Because, oh, because well now yeah. no, so now if you have if you have uh, tape can trade you know three tapes can trade for one 
flashlight. I've heard you talk about this before. It's just like it's if, an explosion yeah. of like now tape has different value and the things you can trade for tape have different value. Exactly. And like the, so exactly. So if the price of the flashlight yeah. goes up for some reason because all of a sudden it becomes a quest item, well now yeah. the price of tape. And, and this may or may not be a good thing, but let's just like talk about this through. Yeah. Um, I haven't made up my mind about it, but then the price of tape triples when the when the price of price of flashlight triples. So, but it's such like a total arbitrary thing yeah. that it doesn't make sense, right? Because nobody nobody in the fucking world is going to like trade these random junk items for this other thing. I, yeah, I feel like, yeah, like you were saying, you tie the value together, right? Where it's like you can take a green gunpowder and an OFZ shell to craft 140 rounds in 995. Well, now the cost of acquiring those two items is three rubles more less than buying the 995 and selling it. Like you know what I mean? It's 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 interesting, and it also applies to crafting too, because now yes. crafting is essentially a barter. Yes. And it's it's interesting though because yeah like I haven't thought about that like that deep through and through and it's and you kind of have to and I get that because in a game where you know what I mean like the charging handle of a weapon can sell for thirty x what the trader values for it you know what I mean like you have to think that deep because you know a weapon isn't a one item it's uh, you know a weapon is an assembly of seventeen items and you're tying the value. So I get what you're saying there. That that's one of the things though that gets me excited about like find and raid flea, right? Like because like all the barters that e are even like maybe close to worth it sell out instantaneously because they get purchased, disassembled, and then sold on the flea market for more money. Whereas I think I've heard you talk about this before. I like and I feel like inherently the barter should be like it should be a profit. You should be you should take things that are worth less and be able to trade them. It's like tr you should be trading up. But instead, um, it always they're always equal. Always equal or so outrageously you'd lose money that nobody's ever traded for this redonkulous AK or whatever. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, And so the, the fight and raid flea might... It's hard because, right, like if, if, you know, if a vase and six chainlets trade for attack tech, it's nice that the barter won't be abused by the fact that you the barter itself will sell out instantaneously and then the tactics go on the flea market but i don't know it's hard because now the the price on the flea market of the chainlets and the vases which are found in raid will go up so here's so the high. so here's the thing I, yeah. this this is this actually circles back to another thing that makes it annoying because the <laughs> reason why barter items are marked as found not sorry not barter items crafted items are marked as found in raid is because essentially they said okay well you need to trade in these items for found in raid for quests because yeah. we wanted to make it so that you can't cheese it with your friends so let's add all these rare things as things you can craft in my yeah. opinion like imagine this imagine if they got rid of the 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 fact that like things had to be found in raid for the quest because it actually doesn't make sense no gameplay wise if the guy wants shotguns he doesn't fucking care where they came from nope um yep. but so imagine if you could only put things on the flea market that weren't tradable uh, sorry buyable from traders yeah that when you crafted things it wasn't considered found in raid yeah and 
so that you couldn't sell it. Oh, well, fuck. You see, now, uh, now I'm, thinking, <laughs> I'm, I'm combining like good things and bad things. Okay, yeah. so let's take it so that uh, after the patch, what if they tweaked one thing? They made it so that when you crafted something, um, it wasn't found in raid. That means that you can't craft to just sell. If you're going to craft something, yeah. you're going to craft it to use it. And that's to what – isn't that what the fucking – like the game is about not having gear fear. Use the shit that you have. Craft mm-hmm. it to be – to have utility and make it so that if any of those things, I guess, are quest items that you could like turn them in or whatever. But like – yeah. But here's man, this this whole conversation brings me back to it's so hard to weed through all of the symptoms. And this is something I heard you talk about a while ago. And it and I I have had the same thing, and it's something that concerns me with the upcoming wipe, which is that <laughs> quest items should be like the golden pocket watch. There shouldn't be I shouldn't have to find these 10 like find and raid morphines. And because well, I, like the find and raid fleet, everything they executed, I got super excited. I was like, I'm excited to test this out. Uh, you know what I mean? I was like, it, I'm, I don't think it's going to be perfect. I'm not like, yeah. this is going to fix the game. But I got excited to test it out. I was like, I want to play Tarkov this way. And then like 10 seconds later, I was like, I have to, I was thinking of all the quests, find and raid flash drives, find and raid teapots, find and raid vases, find and raid morphines. If I gamma that and get a run through, it loses its find and raid status, which means he didn't say this out of his mouth, but it has to be true that if I gamma it and I die, it also loses its status. Well, because I, I, I think that that's something that is a short-sighted thing they didn't think about and probably isn't going to be there. Oh, see, because I'm, it's it's just as abusable. You spawn it with a friend, you find the thing, he shoots you in the face. I didn't get a run through. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so I would I would I would weep if they if they haven't thought about that. And and if you die, you kid keeps their status because everyone's just gonna bring one nade in and just chuck it at their feet. Anyways. I'm gonna be swimming it, in barbed wire, my friend. Yes. Just assuming prone. Assuming that they did think about it. And if you die, loses fine and raid. Run through, loses fine and raid. Uh you have to extract. It's like oh my god like i've played this game for 1300 hours and it took me a stupid amount of time to find three find and raid flash drives yeah you know and, what I and mean? the only like, person that's punished is the person who's trying to do it for the quest because they now yes. can't turn it in but the person that's doing it just for profit like a hatchling just for profit, can still yes. sell it still sell my flash drive to gear or peacekeeper or whoever and so like it it just it worried me and and you know and and it wasn't like this like dire thing like this is going to kill Tarkov no 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 like I wasn't thinking that because maybe they want it, it comes back to the express the, expressing their desire it feels like means so much because if Nikita just like straight up said like you know what like I want these quests to take a long time like I want them to be grindy I want them to just like take forever you know what I mean and it's like okay well. This wipe might suck, but I'm excited to test it out. But it just got me scared because I was like, dude, this this is going to take forever, forever. And it's like, we, you know, he keeps saying that these are like side quests. They're not the main quests. And it's like, yeah, but it's what we have now. You know what I mean? And so I don't know. I just I heard you mention that, too, where it's like the, the quest items because of how much they mess with the economy when 
they don't really like always need to. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just it's it's going to be it's, it's going to be more connected, dude. It's, it's going to be so more punishing hard. for people who get unlucky, who have you know worse computers, who are new, who are struggling, who aren't that great. Um, and it, and it doesn't help anybody, or it doesn't like hinder any of the people that are just trying to game the system. Um, yes, but you know, in I I really do think that like the quests, all they are are kill this type of player may or may not require you to be wearing certain gear and yeah. or bring these items to me that may or may not uh, be found in raid. I think like they get rid of the whole find and raid bullshit by yeah. by more of the pocket watch <laughs> thing but but not necessarily just like the pocket watch thing. What if you have to go and you have to like they give you a key and the quest is that you have to like unlock a door like turn a fucking valve on and the alarms will go off and defend the thing for 30 seconds or whatever like yeah 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 it, it doesn't require items it doesn't there's no way that you can monetize that you just have to go and do the thing and yeah. maybe survival is required or not but like just being able to do it um in the raid and make it so that it's all encapsulated inside of raids and it's not yeah. bound to items um yeah is a solution to so many of the problems. So many, yeah. Because a, a great example is like when Pestily's trying to rip through like one to forty, you know, just as fast as he can. You know, he waits till he's like level thirty-six and then sits in the menu and completes Gunsmith one to twenty or however many there are. You know, and it's just like no, not playing the game. It's just like you know what I mean. Which I'm not. I don't hit on him for doing when he's trying to do that, but it. it Exactly. We're pushing quests that push people to do things in raid that's separate from like the economy and how much of something has value because this gas tube for the first three weeks of the wipe has is so expensive and then it's you know virtually worthless after that or whatever. And, and, and you know what the saddest part is, is that so many of these changes that we're talking about that we're saying are meant to address either non-issues or they don't address other issues that people don't agree or issues or whatever. So many of these band-aids are there to fix what is admittedly a placeholder quest system or a placeholder yeah. skill system. Or a, yeah. it's like, so what happens when they, if they, tomorrow they revamp the skills, uh, the, sorry, the quest system so that it was totally like beautifully redesigned and it was yeah. like all of these things didn't matter anymore. Well, now we have all this vestigial found in raid bullshit and all the baggage that comes with yeah. items on the flea market and crafting that overcomplicates everything. It's all there as just a temporary band-aid. But now we're going to forget why we implemented those things and people are just going to be like, you can't sell this thing on the flea market for this because this, and then if you die, yeah. it's this. And it's like all these arbitrary rules. Yeah. All of it if, is just to get yeah. around the first few problems that were created with the flea market, which was people were just buying their way through the quests, A, and B... People were just buying up Saluas because they had done the first four quests. And, Faster than and, anyone else. And yeah. No, yeah, and nobody else, you know, and then they just wanted to sell the shit on the flea market um, before yeah. so that people could buy their way out. Um, not to, I mean, like, this is just going to, what's going to happen is the meta of the game is going to be go and get the JPEG that someone posted on Reddit for all of the things you need to find and raid for quests, even though you don't have the quest yet, and just gather them all and keep them in a case taking up your fucking standard edition stash space until yeah. the, the 92nd quest where you can turn it in because it's so hard to find these rare obscure <laughs> bullshit yeah. things that eventually you'll need it whereas the golden pocket watch is never an issue for anybody and it's something that requires you to just go in read the quest you have to learn about the map you have to go do something in raid 
multiple steps, visit places. It's all encapsulated and it all makes sense and it doesn't require any of the bullshit. Yeah. You know, it is, it is interesting. Yeah. How few of those there are because like they exist. Just like, what, like three. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bullshit. Of the, like there's a lot of quests. There's a lot of quests. Like I don't remember the exact number. Somebody does. There's a lot, but there's really less than five that have a physical item in the game that only exists in that raid. You know, there's, yeah, that's got the flash drive. There's the golden pocket watch. Um, you know, you've got, Delivery you've got really past. cool, you've got cool, cool mechanics like that. Where like delivery from the past is always a choke point for newer players. Cause that's, you know, you got to survive two raids. But when you look at that quest from a 10,000 foot view, it's got cool quest design. Like go here, take this thing. That's challenging and hardcore. Yes. It's challenging. It's hardcore. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It's not, you're not like considering selling this item on the flea market. You you can, that's the embodiment of, of hardcore and challenge for the sake of it. Not because it's annoying and frustrating, but because it's something that you, you know, you might just need to get lucky. The tenth time, yeah. there might not be anybody that spawns over there on factory when you run in and plant the thing. Yes. Um, and if you're that bad, if you keep trying, eventually you'll get lucky, right? Like it's not yeah. impossible. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the essence of what I think makes the hardcore challenging part of this game great. All of that is lost if if you can just buy your way out of whatever, or um, yeah. if you and they exist. There's yep. quests that exist. And so it's like, that's why I'm so interested. Like, Chad was anywhere between 120 and 180 quests. Why do only five of them in- include these mechanics? I'm just, I'm very curious because they, they, they seem more true to the, yeah, to the, to the lore. And, and I that's, that, I think that's the thing that I'm worried about. It's like, we seem to, not here with the podcast, but with Tarkov, like, we seem to be getting into like just the weeds of everything. Like, I'm not a game developer. I, I in no way think that I can just like come on a podcast, share my opinion and be like, yo, this is the most well thought out thing. Like, I don't claim that. But what worries me is like, yeah, we go, we we get to a place where the part of what drew me to the game was this like rich lore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm excited to like learn more about like Tarkov and what happened and, and all the things that they've talked about, what they want to do. And then in this rich lore, if I go into a raid and kill somebody and take their stuff, the game tells me I didn't find that in a raid. But if I go to my hideout and craft something, it tells me I did. And we just start to get to this place where it's like, I'm not saying I have the solution. I'm not saying that it's all easy peasy, but we just like, it feels like we're getting in the weeds here of like, it's a little more complicated than it needs to be. I don't know. So, but hopefully... It's it's because it's because we can turn it around. It's because we're looking at things, and I've said this before, and this will be the last time I harp on, and then we can move on. We're yeah. we're just looking at things from a weird perspective, in that we see problem A. Let's address it with a funnel. Problem A. Couple, <laughs> couple weeks later, there's problem B. Okay, let's go address this over here, over here. Oh, okay, problem yeah, yeah, yeah. C. Let's address this over, without seeing the picture of what's the game what's the desire what's it feel like what's it play like what's it look like to be a fucking citizen in the game to play the game whether it's every day or whether it's once a month how is this all going to make sense but the bigger picture isn't something that we ever look at it's oh real money trading is the thing let's focus on this one thing and try to fix this one thing without seeing 
the bigger yeah. picture, what might be the real cause, and also without seeing the ripple effects of that little change. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's. it's I, I agree. I think to to end all that on a positive note, they're like, I am excited for finding Raid Flea. I'm excited to like test. I'm excited to just like play the game. I, and, and it's weird. It's like, you know, people who have, you know, this is anywhere, you know, third, fourth, fifth wipe, 10th, 11th, 12th wipe. I know you've been playing for a long time. Like, what 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 excites it for me is just like changing it up you know what i mean let's see how this ripples out i'm excited to, to play the game with fun recently i definitely have empathy for people who are very apprehensive about it like you know what i mean like oh we talked about it a little bit before like we're in a weird spot where like i would have to assume that the majority of escape from tarkov players purchased this game in 2020 like the, the numbers that he had was talking around around the drops event of like how many people were playing like playing the game it's like it's a lot so I have empathy for the fact that it's like if you were introduced to this game watching Shroud, a guy who's like learned the game, ripped it, is good at it. He can buy whatever he wants on the flea market. He's building these cool guns. He's doing the things. That's the game you bought and that's changing. I can have empathy for the fact that that's maybe a little shady, but I really am excited to like move into that. Um, but there's a, there's a few more things. I mean, coming with 12.6, you know what I mean? We've got the first iteration of Steam Audio, which is super exciting. That's something that I am just so excited for you know what i mean i'm not uh who it's knows the quality it's of be... life it, it won't change the game quote unquote in no. any way other than it'll it's a quality of life improvement and yes. I, I, everybody is looking forward to it as long as it exactly. isn't a step backwards which um i i, I have you faith that it's that it's that it won't be but there's always the possibility with something as complicated as this that i remember when they first added hrtf to csgo the first implementation was like I feel like yeah. I'm underwater, my headphones are on backwards, and I have no fucking idea what's going on. Yeah. I, the game was unplayable, and I had to turn it off. Um, a few years later, I tried it, and it was like, oh, now it works again. But um, as long as it just doesn't make it so that, like, now I can't fucking localize sound anymore when I used to be able yeah. to. Um, and I think that, you know, it's knowing Tarkov, there might be some growing pains, but I'm excited. What what excited me was the fact that, like, uh, Nikita was talking about how he, how he played a little bit of hired ops. And that that got him even more excited. You know what I mean? Because yeah, like, yeah. you yeah. know, it, it's hard to tell how much Nikita actually has his hands in. You know what I mean? I'm sure he's not the sole audio guy, but the fact that he sat down, played Hired Ops, which he said does have Steam audio, and that that got him super excited for the game. That was like a little check mark for me. I was like, cool. Like, at least you know what it's supposed to sound like now. You know what I mean? Like, um, so Steam audio. We've got the uh, customs update, which I think is always a good thing. I know the the at least something that I've never been able to fault BSG for is like their map design, their their map people. They're so good at what they do. I love all the maps. I love um, the detail to it. So to hear You're that they're me to be the fucking negative Nancy again. No, you? I didn't say I didn't say you said that. Do you? I don't know. Maybe you hate the maps. I thought. I think I'm excited to see what happens to customs they said they're redoing places like dorms which it's like so that we're going to get a spin on things we already know and then we're going to get an addition to the map um between old gas and construction which i think from a map design perspective helps it not be so choke pointy which is nice so i'm excited maybe you're not tell me no, about i mean it. I, I i am i just think. here's the thing they added an expansion to customs the only time i'm ever in that fucking area is either when i spawn or the week that i'm like just hating everything about my life doing shooter board in heaven otherwise it adds <laughs> it adds nothing all yeah. of that think about the square footage there's a hill there's a shack and there's a box and there's a train tracks yeah 
There's like, there's like me, acres of fucking land there, and there's nothing there. So it's like, you want to expand it more? It's going to be more like Shoreline, where 98% of the map, there's no reason to go there. Mm-hmm. So if they went and they added a whole bunch of stuff in that open area that were at least interesting points of, you know, points of interest where it wasn't just like yeah. loot. Don't just put a box there, but maybe there's like interesting sniper spots or yeah. a machine gun or I don't know, just some reason for me to go into these different places. That's that's great. That's fine. Um, I'm actually just well, really interesting. Like at what point? Why? I don't know. Why do you think they went? Why did they choose customs expansion when they've already done one customs expansion? Yeah, and they I have a bunch interested. of maps that people are begging for. I don't know. It just feels like a weird. Well, it sounds like to answer some of those exact things, right? So on the podcast, he was talking about like um, he was talking about an underground portion of the map. He was talking about an additional place for Rashala to spawn, new buildings, and a Rashala stash were all notes I had taken similar to the kill stash. So I think it's going to be a section of the map that adds like points of interest, PVP catalysts, PVE catalysts, things, reasons to go there. Yeah. Because I think I think the biggest thing that customs need is a reason to go anywhere on that map other than dorms. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like at this late in the wipe, there is one reason to play customs is to rush dorms and shoot people in the face. It's just what it is. You know what I mean? And that can be fun. Yeah. I I think Shoreline is a much more egregious example of there's no reason to go fucking anywhere. Okay, for sure. I agree. So, so, I mean, I would have, if I had to choose, if it were up to me, I would say fill in a ton of the space and add a scav boss and everything. Like, focus on Shoreline a lot more. Um, because customs is already the place that everybody fucking goes for the entire beginning half of the wipe. Um, yeah. Shoreline is where everybody goes like midway through because that's where all those random ass quests in the middle all require yeah. a bunch of shoreline things. Um, I don't know. It's interesting though. I think it comes down to different perspectives because like up until this wipe, point twelve, ninety eight percent of the time I spent on shoreline was completely outside of the resort. Up until point 12, a mission of mine, when we hit wiped, I was like, this wipe, I'm going to learn that freaking health resort. Like, I hated it so much. I hated it. And I used to play Shoreline and love sniping people. Just like, because there's like three places, you know, people are going to go. There's interesting spawn rotations. Uh, earlier earlier into the wipe, yeah, of course, the, the later we get into a wipe, every map becomes one or two point of interest for the most part. Um, so what do you like about Shoreline? Like where and just, why for like the sniping? Because I find if I don't, if I go and I'm like, I'm going to fucking snipe, let's go. And I set up shop and I'm waiting. It's like, yeah. I'm just listening to the nice, windy fucking well, ambiance of Shoreline. And the gunshots in the distance are the fights that I could be in, but I'm not. And then but some people, I'm just, I just think it's important to know that some people might like that. Like, you know what I mean? And if it's not, it's not always that resonant sleeper. Some people talk, you know, some people say Snoreline, which it can be for sure. But there have been raids where I've come across like three, two or three separate, really fun PVP engagements. Um, and so, so that, so here's the, here's like the thing, the thread that ties it all together is like, I'm not saying I disagree with you, but I'm saying that. Shoreline to me isn't a isn't a map that needs like a ton, like a ton, ton, ton of work. It just needs like a few reasons to go anywhere else. Like we know that Scav Boss is gonna be one, and that's not the map designs team's job. You know what I mean? Like to code this guy, I would imagine it's not. They're working on either streets or this customs expansion. You know what I mean? Like uh, let's say in a perfect world, there's like, you know, we've got like the airdrops. Maybe some other way to catalyst some PvP so, uh, and like to call some raiders and then the shoreline scav boss. The map with just those things added is set up 
to have some pretty cool, in my opinion, like engagements, like being up on the hill overlooking the gas station. I've hit people all, all the way down towards the freaking um, boat dock and the pier that were, you know, from sniping up there. There's uh, the power station. Like, so I think a few other from a map design, I don't think it needs a whole lot, just like reason to go other places. So I imagine, think the scab will be really interesting. Imagine um, over on the road to customs side, which yeah. is opposite the tunnel, right? Yeah, road to customs yeah. side. You know how there's that whole just grassy area that's hilly and there's nothing there except for like yeah. a radar station. Imagine if there was a shack there, or yeah. a couple of empty shacks, similar to like scav shack on woods. A 100%. couple of shacks there and... and um. The if there were like raiders and scav boss, I don't know if he's gonna have homies or whatever. But if yeah. he could be at either of those shacks or in the town somewhere, mm -hmm. now instantly that ties in like one useless corner of the map, another useless corner of the map, and now you going to those places to fight the scav bosses and other people converging is gonna have all these cool yes. fights and long distance things. Where now the only time that those long distance fights happen is is typically at the spawn on shoreline for me at least because it's yeah. just a luck and timing thing where if you could like zoom out imagine if you were like spectating yeah. i mean like what happens when somebody's running this way and you're running this way it's like the only time you're ever gonna get in a fight is if you happen to look to your left or this guy looks to his right otherwise yeah. that cool engagement there's nothing forcing it whereas yeah. a hallway forces it so if there's yeah. some reason to bring people to uh, to particular areas, then yeah. like you're gonna roll up to the hill and you're gonna be like, "Is there anybody coming to these shacks?" No, I'm gonna make a break for the shack. You make a break, all of a sudden you yeah. start getting shot. Like that's how that's how the map could I think be be drastically improved with something simple like a little couple of shacks and a scav boss. I agree. Um, but I think going back to customs, like I think I think the the current expansion for somebody who was newer to the game when they added it wasn't useless because it like it's this isn't a great use of all that space that they added but the fact that it meant I didn't have to run under the bridge to get from one end to the other yeah that alone as in like I was newer cuz that custom expansion has been out for a while like they was just like, I, when I'm questing, I don't have to run under this bridge because I was dying so often. It's just like, that was a lot of land to add for that reason. But it wasn't, because I definitely agree that there there hasn't been a whole lot of use for that expansion. If you, you know and I mean? if you, you want to avoid the fights now, it's at least like you want to go a little bit around because now if I'm, at, if I'm at Shoreline and I need to go to Road to Customs, literally there's just a, 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 a like a straight line. I'm just going to run, hold shift and W. Yeah, and it's there's nothing. I never get yeah. in exit fights ever, because most of this shit happened at the you know the the dorms, yeah. and there's no reason for anybody to come here unless they happen to have spawned on the opposite side. So they, they yeah. spawned the same side as me and happened to spend the same exact time. Yeah, and they're extracting the same. I mean, think about in a 40 minute raid or a 30 minute raid, what are the chances that somebody's going to spawn on the same side as you and they're going to survive? And then do stuff and then leave around the same time as at you. At the same time as you. When yeah, there's only very... like ten people, like there's that's like next to fucking impossible. If you look at the size of the map, yeah. even a thirty second difference means you won't ever come across each other. Exactly. So, the odds of a scav killing somebody, PvP happening, especially on a map like Shoreline, where it's like normally the guy who wins the resort look, books it to Rock Passage. Fifty percent of the time that's open. He just dips, and then now, yeah, the chances of there being another player seeing you 
spawning on your side, arriving to your extract at the same time, getting into a fight there. I agree with what you're saying. An interesting thing is like that I wish I had just had this thought now, but like, so this, this, I'm just going to use this as an example. This doesn't fit lore wise, but like you, the Raiders are like a, the Raiders are like a tier between scavs and scav bosses. In every other like RPG esque game, mini boss. Th- there's mini bosses. Yeah. There's, there's like, you know, and then the division was a game I played a lot. Like when you're in the dark zone, especially, there's all sorts of pockets of like, there's this guy who's harder to kill, and he's got these guys. Like, I know it doesn't fit with the lore for raiders to lead things, but that seems like a really easy way. You don't have to like create this whole new like scav boss and boss and special pathing. If there was just like, if they were like two or three shacks similar to scav shack on shoreline and all of them would at some point in the raid spawn three raiders and four regular scavs that patrol around uh people want that loot and it would just force people to different places on the map exactly you might be like this looks undisturbed i'm gonna hit it and somebody was is like running across and they see you running there and they lay down and they snipe you like let's say something like that would be cool raiders are the cleanup crew some shit went down at the yeah. end of a raid, and it's like, okay, we gotta come. We've been called in by the, you know, whoever's fucking in charge, Rashala. Yeah. So imagine if like the last ten minutes of or five minutes of every raid was like the raiders are coming through. That would keep me in a raid for longer. Oh yeah. But it, actually, not unless there were ways to extract loot. Because I'm gonna yeah, kill true. the first duo that I find, and then I'm full. I'm and, I'm, and I'm leaving. And I'm leaving. Yeah, 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 yeah. So again, there needs to be more reason to to keep players in, and I think more dynamic events, more ways to get loot out, um, you know, all those things. They all need to come for the interest to stay. Otherwise, you're going to end up like me, jaded yeah. and fucking tired. And there's no... Re- I, I literally have... I have 100 million rubles just because, like, I ended up selling my red key card right before prices crashed. And then somebody else gave me, like, two red key cards just yeah. to, like, one of my viewers memeing. So, like, now all of a sudden I have 100 million rubles. And now, now I definitely have no reason to play. Yeah. Because there's just, like, now that I have an infinite number of whatever and I can buy anything, I've lost my desire, you know? Yeah. So, um... Yeah, the I mean, grind I, is what I, makes the game. Yeah, as, as it, you know, it's nev- never what people want to hear, but... But just delete what, your account, dude. Just start over. Yeah. Mm, it's not the yeah, same. It's just no, not it's, the same. It's really not, dude. It's really, really not. Um, But, yeah, so I think that's... I mean, that's kind of 12.6, right? But uh, Find and Raid Fleet, this, you know nebulous better loot economy or the beginning of that the first iteration of steam audio we've got an expansion with customs and it's going to be the first wipe with um the weight system which i don't think is going to have like an overwhelming effect i'm never you know what i mean as a level three i've never got 90 kilograms on me so it's not going to be like a huge thing but it will be interesting because we've just never had to worry about that as a low level before so um but that's 12.6 i think uh you know We'll, we're expecting it soon-ish. I'm excited. I think wipes wipes are good. Wipes what, do you, are what, do you, what do you think? Like everybody keeps asking me time periods, and I don't know, I just have like one to two months in my brain. But I'm I'm gonna have one to two months in my brain until the fucking day that it happens. I know. There's a there's a guy in my chat that has been saying that the wipe will be in November since two days after point twelve came out because he's just like I I just unrelentingly you have to set those expectations. I'm like eternally just like um optimistic about it like i'll say tomorrow every day until i die because like i want it to be tomorrow what we know nikita said was when he came on with pestley he was like people keep saying it's going to be like a month and i don't think it's going to be a month i think we're going to get it out sooner than that 
that came out of his mouth. That's what I tell people. When was I that? Think. When was that? That was the day 12.5. When Tarkov was down for 12.5, he was on with Pestily. Oh. And he was like, yeah, people keep saying that it was, it's going to be a month. He's so like, I don't think that? it's going to be a month. <laughs> was it a month ago? Last. No, that was Monday. Okay. So well, yeah, one week ago tomorrow. Yeah, it was this most recent Monday. So, 12.5 came so out. like if, if Nikita was telling the truth, it would be what, three weeks from now? Two to three weeks. Yeah. All right. Well, I know that. How, do you know how many days it's been since the last wipe? Because I have that counter in in Battle Buddy. And do I have, you really? I, I no, I don't. It. I added it like a week before the last wipe. I added it in there, and it was like I don't. I don't even remember how many it was. Um, and I just I, I just pulled up the app just to see the uh, the number of days since last wipe. I have a counter. I know it was October, so I don't know. I I'm terrible with how 190 many months. One hundred and ninety days. Yeah. Yep. And it didn't. It used to be every three months, almost like clockwork. Pre my time, I don't know honestly. I don't. That's remember. what I've heard. That's what I've heard. I haven't, but I've heard it used to be much sooner. But I mean, I've I don't gotten know. to level think... sixty-five twice, and this is the yeah. the, 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 the least amount that I've played Tarkov in two years. Now I know yeah. that I play way more than everybody else, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. But you better be fucking everybody out there. Be grateful for the schmucks like me that have no life, because. If me and Pestily and all these other guys didn't get to max level and then see what yeah. the late game was, then if at any point you end up, let's say you fucking, you break your leg and you're out of work for two months, and then you end up playing the game and finally get to the end game, you will, you will see how boring it can fucking get when there's nothing to do. Yeah. Um, so someone needs to, to, to experience yeah. this, and it doesn't make our opinions, uh, you know, less valuable just because we play more yeah um it's just yeah, a different perspective that's an important thing if this if we want if all of us that want this game to last forever whether you play two hours a week or 20 hours a week if we want this game to be like a lasting game that's really enjoyable once it goes 1.0 whenever that is like end game is got it's got to be one of the most important things and it's like if you don't it's not you know what i mean like the guys who do play 20 hours a week it's like they just get to it faster and it's important to get these things but it i, I mean i understand it right like it's hard for someone to wipe when they only get two hours a week. But like, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Like, like end game for, for games that aren't just like a, here's the story. I beat it. That was a fun, you know, legend of Zelda. Wow. That was a fun experience. Games that are like this, that we want to be online play and last a really long time. Like there's gotta be a reason to play once you get past X level, no matter how long it takes you to get there. There's, that's just how it is. So yeah, I hope some of the ideas that they talked about prestige system and whatever, I honestly like, I don't yeah. care. Everybody rolls their eyes and says, this is like COD, but it's just a, that's a brain dead opinion. Because no, it's exactly. just so, it's so myopic and so short sighted that just because it shares the name and, and conceptual sort of mm -hmm. COD also has guns. Yeah. You want to be like COD? COD oh, is shift to know, run. Dude. You realize that COD, you hold shift to run, huh? You want to be like Bro, COD, don't you? I did you? the same thing. Look I did the same here. thing with, uh, with like, when they were talking about airdrops. Oh, my God. The whole, like, chat was like, oh, what is this, PUBG? What is this, PUBG? I was like, PUBG has M4s, too. It's like, that doesn't just automatically mean that this feature sucks because PUBG has whatever. Yeah, features suck if they suck. It's independent <laughs> yeah. of whether other games have the concept or I not. I was very confused at that, yeah. <sighs> anyway, um, did you want to take a, a few questions from chat? And before we, uh, I mean, we're, we're definitely yeah, over time, but I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm totally fine <laughs> asking uh yeah, Ask I'm I'm totally down to, to grab a few. Chat spam your your brain dead stupid questions and we're gonna mock you and I'm just kidding. <laughs> Does anybody have anything that like hasn't been just beaten to death? 
for years. For years. Somebody said discuss woods, which I don't know what that means, but I love woods. That's all I have to say about it. Um, I, I The one thing I will say about woods, and it's it goes with sniping too in general in Tarkov, and maybe this is realistic, but I've never been a big fan of it because there's 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 two sides. It's a coin flip to me. It's mm-hmm. if I see somebody and I'm sniping, they die because in my opinion, it's really easy to just fucking click. Even if there's some bullet drop, even if they're far away, even if there's some lead, if they don't have cover like woods, then I, I'm I'm an idiot if I fuck that up and I and I and I'm not able to kill them. The only difference being is that I am standing still. So if somebody sees me and I don't see them, I die. If I see them and they don't see me, they die. To me, it's just a complete and utter lottery. It doesn't feel... Yeah. I just wish there was something that would make it... Because I love sniping. I love the the ballistics. Yeah. I love the scopes. It just feels like yeah. I'm flipping a coin and I'm either going to get lucky or not. It doesn't feel like I have any control over it. How often would you say... Two questions. How often do you play Woods and how often when you play Woods does it feel like that happens? Well, well like, I, play, I play Woods when I have quests. That's it. I okay. never go words, woods otherwise. Okay. Um, especially now, less so <laughs> w- that uh, the scab boss is there because he just seems just like yeah. broken in the annoying way that they they see you no matter what, and you can't see them. Like they have perfect infinite vision and perfect yeah. infinite aim, and it's not fun in like a challenging way. It's fun in an annoying way. Like the raiders see you through bushes on on like the the little bushes yeah. um, in in labs. That you can't see them oh through, but, God, they, but yes. they can see you yeah. perfectly fine. You know, yeah. like that's annoying. It's that's not hardcore. It's not challenging. It's yeah. just annoying. It's annoying. If I'm behind the say... bush, they can. See, it's fucking glue, not glue car. Uh, Sturman, he can see you. Sturman, you can't see him. I would say then, if if you if you're gonna play Tarkov a little bit in the next few weeks, while while you know we're waiting, play some woods. There have been like ten people. I'm a, I'm a smaller streamer. There have been like ten people that come in my chat when I play Woods. That's just spam. Woods is lame. I've run through why I think it's a good map and why I think it's fun and like nine of them have come back and been like yeah, Woods is dope. It's not like that for me. What like about the Thermos, amount of- dude? It's just Thermal City. It's okay. That There's a little bit of merit to that. It's you come across a lot? A lot, yeah. But the thing is, is that like, and that's I don't want I don't want to get back into that thing. But just to make a statement, I have thirty reap IRs in an eye case, and I haven't bought a single one of them. And I, I've I have a forty percent survival rate, which I'm not saying is terrible, but it's I, I there's the math is I die more than half the time, and I've got thirty reap IRs, and every fleer I sell immediately because I hate that optic. So I bought five T sevens, yeah. by the way, and I have yet to get a kill with it. <laughs> so so either there's there's two groups of people there's people that say that yeah. my opinion doesn't matter because I'm the greatest player ever which I disagree with and that yeah. and that the T7s are so OP that you basically insta win you're just pressing the I win button yeah, so one of you is wrong I would attest yeah. that both of you are wrong but yeah. one group is de facto wrong and I which one is it Yeah but but anyways I play with like I probably played Woods more than any other map this wipe. It just back in eleven seven, I fell in love with I fell in love with Woods, and I've been playing it a ton. I've been trying to learn Interchange and Shoreline more, which so I haven't been playing it as much. But this wipe, you are coming across more thermals. Find and Raid Flea is just definitely gonna make that less of a thing. You know what I mean? But man, 
I that almost never happens to me where I it's just I'm standing still I kill them or they kill me like I've got fun rotations down I find I've sniped people across the lake a few times you hit the shot where they're running and it's a 600 meter shot and you're just like you feel like a god like but how often are you like pearl and you're like oh I see somebody and it's just like screen goes black and you're like well I didn't even <laughs> very little very little. So maybe that's my problem because I don't. I never feel safe just lying there. Yeah. But I don't. But the thing dude, is, is that when I'm running, and there are other people surrounding me, shooting at me, and I can't see a goddamn thing. I can't see anybody because if someone's yeah. prone behind a bush, they're literally impossible to see because it's a couple of pixels in yeah. like a giant wash of. Yeah. But then I lie there and I'm like, I am so exposed. Oh my god. Yeah. Maybe I just need and to feel more die. comfortable. Well, but that's the thing, right? Is that like what's frustrating about Woods is that it's not like any other map in that way where it's like it's it's a lot of times really hard to pinpoint audio or what a rotation is. But that's why I fell in love with it because it's like it's a different experience. The more you play it, the more you f feel these rotations, the more you feel where people are going to be. Okay. I've got a few spots that I feel like a lot less people know about. There's a few spots that I feel confident I can lay down in for five, ten minutes and no one will ever see me. And, and, and you find not, that people come by often and, oh yeah dude but, oh, but if yeah. they have a thermal though like they're gonna see you yeah. instantly right uh yeah meh, not instantly yeah, i'll probably get found if i'm a thermal but that's the thing is that like sniping in tarkov i found when when people come into my chat and say like tips for sniping i'm like sniping isn't sniping it's you have to rotate more than you think you can rotate less than if you've got you know a pk06 on an mp7 but you you're like you still have to rotate way more often and once I've kind of like, I'm definitely, once again, when I go 10 raids in a row on Woods, I'm still only surviving four of them. It's not like on that map, I go nine for 10 and on Factory, I go one for 10. Yeah. I'm not very proficient, but I really <laughs> fell in love with it. It happens way less than most people think. Most people have the experience of uh, when you're brand new to the game, you have to run Woods for a few quests. I took me 37 attempts to do this quest because I just kept dying out of nowhere. I'm never coming back to that map. And they never do. And 1,500, 3,000 hours into the game, they still only play when the quests are. They still die the same way. But the people who learn the rotations, man, like me and like Desmond, he's in chat. God dang, we have rolled wood so many times. No thermals, five, six PMC kills. I'm getting my T7 and I'm going to go nighttime woods. You go nighttime or daytime? I almost exclusively go daytime because nighttime feels like you're going to die to us. <laughs> Like the last, when I was doing the, whatever, I forget all the names of the quest. The quest where you have to kill 50 PMCs with thermals. You just have to do it. I went nighttime. Well, you don't have to kill them with a thermal. You have to kill them with a thermal attached to your gun. So I just used a canted oh, PKO6. I never used yeah. the thermal because it, and I just went factory. Uh, yeah, you're right. But thermal thermal on an M1A, I went night and every raid I survived, I left with thermals. So I was like, ah, I'm going to go daytime, but. But we've been on we've been on woods for a while. I just if you're gonna play Tarkov at all, maybe make that your challenge. First thing I'm doing to, is is going. I'm gonna go woods all night tonight. After this, you've now made me want to play woods. I'll give it a try and we'll see. I hope you don't die to thermals like nine times in a row. Well, dying okay, to thermals next, is not a problem because yeah. you don't know that you died to a fucking thermal. That's true. But That's anyway, true. what's uh? Have you did you see any other questions? Um, um <laughs> let's see. Uh, possibility of VoIP being added to the game. I personally, I'm pretty sure Nikita just like said no. Would just rather it not be in the game. I'd I got rather... the impression that he just said like no. I kind of agree. Um, no thick containers on flea with find and raid feature. Good or bad idea? Should it be changed? Are you saying like there should be no thick containers on flea? No 
Oh, oh, you're saying, oh, because of that, there will no be thick containers. You can only buy ah. essentially the cases, the cases that, I mean, unless they then change it to, you know, because Nikita could just on a whim when people complain about it, uh, you know, just decide to yeah. put it like in marked room or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. But, but that yeah. That's I hadn't thought about that. That there are there are items like that because that, that that seems like a like a an end game. That seems like almost the end game, right? Get the biggest, most expensive cases, fill them with loot, and show them off. So it's interesting that just as long as it doesn't like again this this problem then makes it so that if they don't change anything else, then you won't be able to buy it if you're not there the first yeah. five fucking minutes of like the trader reset. Yeah. I, I kind of want I don't want to go into it too hard because I know we're already super long. I think we should make this an entire episode if you're down. But I was lurking in your channel last night and I screenshotted your solution to like my MS Tarkov's Paint problems. Yes, dude. I you, restarted my I computer this morning and and you know how it just opens Windows automatically. All of a sudden, my yeah. MS Paint and I was like, wow, this looks like the ramblings of a fucking serial killer. Dude, I couldn't I I, I couldn't sleep last night because I was thinking about it. I was like, oh my god, it's such a good idea. So. Uh, so go to Desmond's question. Like, I think making um, do PMC dog tag related um, barters for thick items cases would make it so they don't need to be on the flea market. There's a there's a way to acquire them without grinding LEDXs. There's a way to acquire them without grinding anything except just like shooting people and and doing the gameplay loop. I think we can get into that maybe in a different thing or go back and watch the vod from last night's stream on Veritas because it was it was amazing but um I think that might even that out so it's not like there's only one way to get it and it's this trade that's always sold out you know what I mean like yeah. um so yeah um so I saw it asked a couple of times motivation to get the cap off for me I don't even really think that like it's 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 slightly at that point like gear doesn't matter to yeah. me uh, so the extra three slots in the protector case doesn't matter to me, by it's the just time like, you get it, it doesn't matter. It's to me, it's a completionism thing. It's like I hate having unread message bubbles on all my emails, so I have to go through and mark fourteen thousand as unread. You know, if I'm like on vacation mm -hmm. or something. To me, it's that I just want the quests to be gone. Even though the last quest is like fifty thousand euros to whatever, I'm like, I've yeah. done all the quests. I literally just did it so yeah. that I could fucking just be so gone. <laughs> the the motivation to get the capital for me. If because I agree with what Veritas said, by the time you get it, you don't need it. By the time you get it, you can't put guns, you can't put uh, armor, you can't put you know like thermals in there. It's not about it's not about making taking stuff out with you. By the time you get it, it's a lot less necessary. For me, point twelve was the first time I got the Kappa, and I had put off a lot of the late game quests because my my actual reason to put off the late game quests was because I want to get better at the game. Getting the Kappa is what made me it exponentially made me better at the game. It forced me to go to maps I didn't want to go to. It forced me to use guns I didn't want to use. It forced me to get in PvP situations I were I was running from every time. And I, some of the quests felt like I was beating my freaking head against the wall. But I got that thing and I felt like a better player to Tarkov. So if you're brand new and this is and if we're going to be going into like a really long wipe and you feel like you want to go for it, go for it because it for sure made me better at the game. Like, I'm not saying that the quests are all well-designed. Some of them, it's like, why the hell do I need a fracture and to shoot somebody's left pinky toe off? I don't know. But it forced me to go to a map that maybe I wasn't more familiar with because I was like, maybe I can grind this out on factory, but I suck at factory. And then I got better at factory. So it's like a, just a reason to do things you don't want to do. And then you end up being a better player because of it. 
Yeah, and they could metal soapbox. They could, and they could achieve all of those things with just good quests. <laughs> yeah, they really could. Like, make me go to a map I don't want to go to <laughs> for a good reason. Don't make me go yeah. go to this map and Alt F4. No, okay, you're right. Fuck you, Jaeger. You're okay, so right. fuck you. You know what? You made me go to the map, you know, and I Alt F4. Drink so a mayonnaise. I, yeah, drink a mayonnaise. Bring your most expensive fucking loot set. Don't insure it and Alt F4. It's like the no balls quest. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it made me it it made yeah. me a little bit tougher, but yeah, you can also achieve that without like, being cancerous. For sure. Like I said, not all the quests are great, but I I'm a very uh I need something to do. Something has to be calling me. So exactly like I wanted to finish the quest. I wanted to keep going. They're not great quests all the time, but I don't know. I think it's good. All right, and maybe maybe one more, maybe one more question. Yeah, I'll let you pick it. I'll let you pick it. Uh, karma system. I think the system could be annoying. I want to kill no matter what because I trust no one. Scav on scav could be cool, but the PMC aspect would be difficult. I don't see them fucking ever implementing that, dude. It's hard, yeah, man. Like there's the karma so system, there's an infinite amount of stuff that goes into that. It's hard. We don't even really know, like. I've heard Nikita say the word karma system a few times, but I don't know what it means. Like, I know it's some sort of, you don't want to kill a lot of scavs, bad things are going to happen, but a lot of it's conjecture on like, you'll get worse loadouts as your scav. Will you? I don't know. Like, it's hard to... It makes sense for scavs. It doesn't in any way make sense for PMCs. And the, but the thing oh, is, is that yeah, most, we're talking about like the factions. If I'm a bear killing a bear, yeah, like if, that'll never. There's no way that will ever happen. There's a, there's a universe in which they could have implemented it. They would have had to have started designing it a year ago. And there's and there's 20 oh, systems yeah. that they could have built. It would require, yeah. in my opinion, it would require VoIP or some other hand signals, voice comms, like a million yeah. other things. To, to let you easily identify the factions when you're fucking fully... If you have a Ford armor yeah. and a fucking X-Fill helmet or whatever, like, I can't tell the difference between the factions. So there just needs to be other ways that they would have to build in that I don't think that they're even thinking about or planning. It's just like, yes, yeah. karma system. Um, the reward... If I see, man, ooh, if I've got my juicy M700 and I see a freaking... I'm a bear and I see a bear running and I see he's got a thermal M1A, in that moment... You're you're Me doing the calculus. Not shooting him has to be more valuable than shooting him. Yeah, if, I, else, if I'm gonna because even if it's like, oh, I'll lose a little bit of karma, but he's got a three hundred thousand ruble optic on his gun. Who cares? You like, you know what I mean? So, and that's what's what seems, from my perspective, impossible to be able to calculate. And it's like, maybe he just killed. He's a bear. Maybe he just killed four usex, and he's got all that loot on him. It's like. Yeah, it's, it's just it, when would when would ever me letting him run be more valuable than me shooting him? Yeah, I just don't conceivably think it's going it's going for scabs, to work for scabs. A, it makes a lot more a sense. Um, but they would need to add some voice comms, hand signals, and or I, I was going to say subtitles. But the thing is, is that like they also need to be like proximity based subtitles. Like you, yeah, it, yeah. it can't be like it can't play a subtitle. From across the map when you didn't hear it, but then <laughs> yeah, how would the like, game? What? How would the game know? So that wouldn't work. But um, yeah, but but I see like, what you mean. Just some fucking some way of of letting you communicate, and it, and it has to be a way of making it so that you don't peek a corner with guns pointed at each other, and then one of you has to go. 
before yeah. the other fucking left clicks. Like that just yeah, it's not sure. feasible. There needs to be other there needs to be more systems built. There needs to be the the ability to say hold your fire, let's team up um as yeah. a scav whether or not it's like you know, broken English or, or something, I, I don't know. Yeah. Or whether or not it's like Even, when you hit F1, your mumble might be in Russian, but yeah. the mumble that the other person hears because they have it set to English would be in English. I mean, that would be interesting as long as they were the same yeah. volume and the same duration. And I don't know. It's Yeah, maybe. Um, but there would. They're identifying a scav because exactly like you said, when you are when you spawn in and you see a scav over there, it's like, oh, let me run and see if he wants to team up. But if I've got gear and I'm already tense because maybe I killed a PMC and I've got his stuff and I do an alt peak of a corner, if there's a gun in my face, I'm shooting it. You know what I mean? There has to be like, which you can't eliminate that completely, but there, the, the like you were saying, the, some way to identify that it's a scav because it's so easy when you're tense to just like shoot anything you see. Yeah. Um, there's also the weird, interesting side meta angle to this, that when you're a scav, it's as if you ever see the movie, uh, ex machina. Uh, no, but I actually know. I know it's what really, talking about. it's a really fucking good movie, uh, just <laughs> okay. philosophically about AI and stuff. But essentially what you're doing is you're like, I'm a human and all the other humans are replicants. Like you don't fucking know. It's like oh, you yeah. have to do that. You have to do the Turing test every time to figure out yeah. like, nope, that's a robot. He looks like one of us, but it, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. That part of the fun is that like you're on edge about accidentally killing one of your own or I being able to identify who's, who's what I mean. I mean, I get, I get that. That makes sense. Yeah, the meta know. would be to wear scav loadouts like Paka, Ushanka, and like run around with shotguns and get people to team up with you or try and then just like blow them all away. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's what they wanted to do with like the scav exfils, but maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But again, you need systems to make that possible. Yeah. You can't. Otherwise, it's just a, a streamer exfil. Yeah. Streamer slash stream sniping fan exfil. Yeah. You know, but. but but yeah, the the karma system. I think PMCs. It seems like exactly they would have had to have been implementing that already and for so long because we're so trained to shoot everyone on site. Like that to me seems like one of those things where it's like when the game released in beta, like that's a part of it. Because now I've just killed everything for so long. How am I supposed to know? But for scavs, I definitely think I think there's room. Will they implement it? Who knows? What will it be? Who knows? But I do think there's room for something there that could be fun. Yep, 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 yep. What do you think? You think we wrap it up now? Yeah, I think so. Word. Uh, well, you, you, you. This was dope. Yeah, this was fun, man. We we need to do this live more yeah. often. <laughs> for yeah. sure. Yeah, this was good. This was good. Thank you guys for for tuning in to the first live episode of the podcast. Maybe we'll do more of it, but we appreciate y'all being here. We appreciate you guys being a part of this discussion we love this game and we just want to see it succeed and we love talking about it in a little bit of a different capacity than normal so thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week peace